Welcome to The Other Woman and the Wife, a podcast about why infidelity exists and what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Chelsea, and today I'm joined by Luna. In this episode, she is going to be asking me some burning questions that she has had about why people choose to cheat. I am going to give her my most honest and vulnerable, authentic responses to some of these questions. So let's jump in. You talked about guilt and shame being present in your life for far before you embarked on the affair. Mm -hmm. And you also talked about your stepmother, who Mm -hmm. had also been an affair partner. So I wanted to ask you, where did that, how did that guilt and shame manifest? Like, where did that come from? And how was seeing your stepmother being an affair partner? Like, I think people will look at it and be like, well, obviously she taught you how to be an affair partner. I don't think that that is true. (laughs) No, But I want to know, like, now that we know about this like internalized process that people undergo in making these decisions, how did you see that in her? How did you see her emotional and mental state? I saw a woman who it like it's interesting. People want me to say that my relationship with my stepmom was either unicorns and rainbows or like the fucking evil villain from Disney, you know? And yeah. it's it's neither one of those things you know it's an actual relationship with a parent and guardian that loved me and was a human with her own complexities so I will start with that but I saw my stepmom the way that I had observed some of the like internalized shame that she had had was like she never sang she loved music Mm -hmm. loved music loved to go to concerts but would Mm -hmm. never sing And, uh, you know, as I got to know her over the years, I had asked her, you know, like, why, what is going on? Like, why can't you just sing out loud with us? Like, I wanted to sing Red Solo Cup at a Christmas thing that we were at at my house Mm -hmm. and we decorated the tree with Red Solo Cups. It was very funny. She -hmm. wouldn't sing. And it finally, like, kind of came out that when she was really young, her mom had told her that she had just the worst voice. And so over years, you know, she never allowed herself to hear herself sing out loud. And I knew that she loved music. I knew that, you know, she had a real soft spot for music, but she could never express herself in that way and feel comfortable, you know. And I think that there's a lot to say about generations before my own. They didn't have access to resources the way that I did when I was growing up. So a lot of that just kind of sticks around and stays with them. And so then it came, you know, my relationship with her was, can I accept her and value her for the way that she is right now in this moment? Like, can I actually love her for who she is? And once I got to that place, like everything got so good. But I think when you have great insecurities, you have great inability to live authentically. And I think that definitely led her to a place where she she actually had passed away in 2021 from COVID and she never had the chance to retire. Like, and that was something that was like that happiness thing being in the future, right? Yeah. It was still in the future for her and she never got to reach it. Now, do I think that she is at peace and all of that now? Yes, I do. Do I think that she could have gotten a little bit more out of life? Yes, I do. So I think that I think that the internalized shame, at least in my experience, has been how caregivers speak to their children Mm -hmm. and religion. I think that religion had me 
in a place or I won't say religion in and of itself. It was my grip mm-hmm. on religion. I remember <laughs> like a couple of years before the affair, I had said out loud, I said, you know, it seems like the most pointless, pointless question for anybody to ask is the question why? And uh, my ex at the time looked over. He was like, why would you say that? And I was like, well, because if God already knows everything that's going to be happening, who are we to challenge his will? And it was such an ignorant Mm. statement to say now that, Mm. you know, like I'm 20 years out from a lot of major life events. It was such an ignorant statement to say and such an easy deflect to not understanding how my behavior impacted my own life. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, yeah, yeah, it was real. It was a really revelational. (laughs) Speaking of religion, like. I had recently seen your video about the the stander. I think you called oh, it. Oh yeah. The how like the the woman the ex wife because at this point they were divorced just yes. believed that God would restore her marriage with her ex husband and you know this other woman was like feeling insecure about that. But I guess I just you know religion has played such a huge role in my life as well and just kind of like getting as far away as I can from that because mm-hmm. it had such a hold on me and was like preventing me from like becoming the person I wanted to be so mm-hmm. how did you escape that yourself how did you like abandon that I, for yourself I started to break I started to break down what I really valued about mm-hmm. my participation in religion And for me, it really came down to community. What I really valued out of my religious practices were the community that I had myself around. Now, Mm -hmm. what made them so special other than that we had a common thread, which was our religious practice. And then I started to see that I could develop communities that weren't just inside of a church. They could be at work. They could be when I took on like new hobbies and stuff. That was really how I started to see things. I started to see that like church is almost packaging for communities and communities are essentially people who bond over a common interest. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't I meet that want and that need in another and albeit healthier way? And Mm -hmm. so that's how I slowly started to do that. And then I started to actually open up my own purview of what information was out there about the things that I sought to understand by way of religion. And that's what led me to a lot of psychology books and a lot of stories. Like I really just needed to hear other people's stories to know that I was a little bit less alone in my existence. So I had listened to a ton of podcasts and I no longer discriminated against others based on their religion. You know, Mm -hmm. it was almost like indoctrinated into me to fear. Well, I mean, I think it's just being a human. You fear what you don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so I would have never sat down and had a conversation with somebody who was from a different religion than me with an open mind. And now I, I can. Like there was this really powerful video that I saw a while ago and Say you get to heaven's gates and Mm -hmm. God asks you, so what did you learn about Buddhism? And and I'm at heaven's gates and I look at God and I say, what do you mean? I'm Christian. The only way, the the truth and the light. 
And they go, no, 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 I understand that. But why don't you know anything about Buddhism? And it's like, well, why would I, you know, all of these excuses. And then God looks at you and says, well, I put so-and-so in your path. What did you learn from them? And it really, it was such a powerful story for me to hear because it really was, you know, a long narrative on like how we package people in these different labels and stuff. And what's really at the core is probably the most important piece. Yeah, that's that's really, really fascinating to me. I think a lot of people who are kind of like mired in that world just don't because it's just like so regimented and there, there's like a system and you have to just follow it strictly. And, and that's it's how you get to heaven. another social construct. Yeah. And so this they're whole not going to go TikTok outside of journey, that. Right. And this whole TikTok journey has actually led me to a lot more like difficult places in my mind to grapple with. But mm-hmm. there's one man that I met on here and he was like, it's a social construct, like religion, social construct, all of these mm-hmm. things. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I have been fooled. Yeah. We all have. Yeah. Right. We all have. I want to know what before you had an affair, what were your thoughts on affairs? How did you evolve in in any way? I thought that there was no way I would ever cheat, especially not on my ex. And I remember you saying that in one video too. You like you never thought you would be that twisted as well as how the person put it. Yes, yeah. I was like, they were like, oh, I, I could never be as twisted as being the other woman. And I was like, right. I fucking like, thought don't that fall off that high too. horse. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very detrimental. Yeah. No, but my understanding of infidelity was and I actually think that because my parents never talked about the affair, it mm-hmm. only set me up for, you know, even more of a potential to engaging in an affair. Right. Because at Mm-hmm. you know at the core of it it's lacking coping skills lacking communication skills definitely talking about our feelings in my family was not a fucking you know <laughs> it wasn't enjoyable for anybody so what yeah i don't know i just when i was a kid i thought that our parents just fell in love and that mm-hmm. was it you know and that's the only thing that we were fed what I didn't, well, this is kind of funny. This is going to be fucked. This is going to end up on the podcast. So, like, maybe Kevin <laughs> will cut it out. But maybe not. Who knows? He's probably going to convince me to keep it in. <laughs> when my parents, so, like, this was just a couple of years ago. I asked my dad. I said, hey, why did you cheat? And he oh, goes, wow. what? And I go, yeah, like, because I've been talking about this business with him and whether he thinks it's a good idea or not, I still am not waiting for his approval, but I do want to hear his thoughts on it. And he had said, what do you mean? I've never cheated. And I was like, bullshit. And he goes, oh, he goes, oh, you're talking about that? And I'm like, there was definitely an affair going on for multiple (laughs) years. Okay, like, let's get fucking real here. And he goes, he goes, that was a completely different situation. We had un- unproductive partners. And I was like, eh, eh, uh, wrong. No, wow. no. The decision to cheat is not about the spouse. But okay. Right, right. Good to know that's what you believe. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. So my understanding of infidelity at a young age was that it happened, but it happened to very few people i didn't think that it was as rampant as Mm -hmm. it actually is 
And I thought that definitely the cheater was to blame for everything, for absolutely yeah. everything. And like, I'm not about to say that it's somebody else's fault that they get cheated on. That's not what I'm yeah. trying to say here. I always feel like I have to fucking back up my own thoughts, but you get it. <laughs> but yeah, that was basically what I thought. I didn't think much of it. That actually um, segues pretty nicely into something I wanted to make sure I talked about on your podcast, because I think anyone who goes back to my comments and your reply to them might question why I said this. I wanted to make it very clear. So in you saying like, you know, you definitely don't attribute it to anyone other than the person who cheated. And something I've talked about with like some friends who were cheated on and, and something that I, you know, I've just kind of led to believe too is... I want to be really careful about this because it could sound very bad very quick. I think that, of course, the the wrongdoing is completely attributed to the person who cheats. Mm -hmm. However, I do think it's interesting to have a conversation about the state of the relationship that kind of laid the foundation for this opportunity to arise. I think that like there's like three entities in a relationship, the two parties and the relationship itself. And mm -hmm. like if the relationship itself, everything each party does or doesn't do affects the health of the relationship itself. And it's not like it's not if, if I get cheated on, it's not my fault. But there is something about that relationship that does not allow for full trust. It doesn't allow for communication. It doesn't mm -hmm. allow for fulfillment. It's not, I'm not saying like it's my fault. I'm just saying that that's just the truth. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. laid the groundwork for this thing to happen. And yes. I think that saying that will really ruffle feathers because it'll really sound like I'm saying like it's your fault for not doing it's something. It's not victim blaming. It's actually your desire to understand where accountability lies. And I know it does lie with the person who cheated, but I, I'm saying like... No, but both, right? The state right. of the relationship is a exactly. two-part responsibility. And it always will be. What you're alluding to, which I don't know if you realize it, mm -hmm. but at some point, if somebody is cheating on you, you are allowing it. If you know and you don't get yourself out of that relationship and nothing's changed, you are allowing it. And that bothers me because everybody plays their part right yeah. so if you are so obsessed with having a marriage that stays mm -hmm. intact that you're willing to sacrifice your own personal standards yeah. then like everybody needs a reality check it's like the video that you made about like the dog sitting on the nail and he's howling mm -hmm. but he's not moving it's like i guess yeah. it just doesn't hurt as bad it's oh, like yeah that's that's the truth and that and this is where i'm saying like that selfishness is so important i i think about myself in that situation and i'm like i will be damned if i ever stay and because i am just like i am so adamant about putting myself first and being like content in my life and not having my peace disturbed that if I ever find myself in this situation like it's just not a it's just not a second thought like I'm just I know not gonna put up with this I refuse yeah I just can't imagine yeah. it and it's that type of like strength 
that I think that you modeling it to whoever is in your nearby vicinity, right? That's really important for young girls to be seeing that mm-hmm. you do not, you know, compromise your wants and your desires for somebody other than you, you know, like yeah. I just, it's wild, but I know that our time is coming up and uh, I want to make sure that I thank you, Luna. You had the strength and the bravery to say your thoughts out loud on a very public platform and uh, they were chock full of wisdom and insight. And I think a value add to like humanity. So thank you so much for being here and doing that and uh, accepting my invite to come on here because man, I have to know more about your career background. (laughs) It's been, it's been a roller coaster, but yeah, thank you so much, Chelsea. This has been such a wonderful time. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah. I enjoyed talking with you. You have a lot of powerful thoughts up there. Thank you. If you are the other woman in your relationship and you love this podcast, you would love the Other Women Community. The Other Women Community is a membership program designed to help other women just like you reclaim their relationship with themselves and heal from their affair. We provide a safe and supportive environment for you to open up and talk about your experiences. We give you the tools and resources you need to grow into an authentic, empowered individual. If you're ready to take the next step in your healing journey, head on over to theotherwomanandthewife.com backslash community to learn more about the membership and all it has to offer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I am extremely grateful for anybody who is interested in surfacing this conversation with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you went and left a five-star review with positive commentary on my thoughts. And I would like to be able to read those thoughts of yours out loud on my podcast. Thank you again for your support. And we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.